Hey guys, welcome to my weekly series called Real Talk on Your Best Life. On these minisodes, Luca and I lift the curtain and talk about what's on our minds day to day, just trying to live our best life. Welcome back to Your Best Life. Luca and I are going to have a quick little chat about new parental expectations as we have a baby coming in the next few weeks. Obviously, it's our first baby. So we have like, you know, an idea of like how things might work, but like it could go the complete opposite way. (laughs) Yeah, we are trying to structure a schedule somehow, right? So how do we take care? How do we do this? I feel like all this season parents listening right now are like, and you guys are going to (laughs) fail. You're all already screwed. Whatever you guys are thinking right now, it's not going to work. Yeah. Yeah. And hey, if that's what you guys think, like, don't hesitate to let us know and let us know your experience. But here is what we are thinking of doing. So I think I've said multiple times in various podcasts that I'm a night owl. Luca is an early bird. So Luca, you were actually the one that had this idea, right? Yeah, kind of try to work with our natural body clocks. You know, I Mm -hmm. really like waking up early. I don't mind waking up at like at three or four in the morning. I really don't. Mm -hmm. Uh, you, on the other hand... I'm like going to bed at 3 uh, yeah, in the, bed in the, morning. In the yeah. morning. So we are going to try at the beginning and see if it even works, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to take care of the baby like super early morning, like 3, 4 in the morning. And and then your shift, <laughs> if, right. we can call it, if we can call it shift, will kind of begin more like later in the day. And until late at night. Yeah, so pretty much I would be up like late taking care of the baby and doing the feedings. And then Luca would be getting up early mornings. And we kind of, you know, uh, kind of, yeah, sh- like you said, shifts. But this is this is the thing. So we're doing Bradley classes. I actually haven't even talked about the fact that we're doing Bradley classes for, for birthing classes. And I, I'm doing them because my mom did the Bradley method for all seven of her pregnancies and births. And... It went so great for her. Um, It's very much about trusting your body and being in tune with your body. And it is a very, um, I don't want to say natural because I've been told that that is not the correct term to use. All birth is natural. It is uh, an unmedicated, they focus on an unmedicated vaginal birth. So that's the plan. But I'm such a go with the flow person that if that doesn't happen, if there needs to be an emergency medication, C-section, whatever, I will be happy with that. Whatever gets baby here safely is my priority. But we are doing these Bradley lessons. And the Bradley instructor, when we shared with her our kind of shift plan, she was like, oh, I don't know if that is going to work. Well, not that, okay, she didn't say it's not going to work. She's like, well, in the first four weeks, you want the baby to be exclusively breastfed so that there's no nipple confusion. Because I guess if you give it a bottle sometimes, and then the boobs sometimes, there can be nipple confusion and, and latching issues and this and that. And I have, you guys, I have a very, very basic understanding of, of all this stuff. So bear with me. And before I continue, I want to be sure to say that 
the Bradley method, it is very biased to breastfeeding. And I'm aware of that. And like I said, I'm a very go with the flow type of person. So while I am going to try to breastfeed to the best of my ability, if I need to give a bottle or even if I need to give formula, like I will be okay with that. I do wholeheartedly believe that fed is best. So this is in no way saying that like, we're never going to formula feed or we're never going to bottle feed. This is just simply the information that we're getting from our instructor for now. But like, we don't believe that it is like the superior or the only way. So what are we going to do for the first two weeks then? (laughs) I mean, I guess that we'll try it. We'll try doing it exclusively, you know, like breastfeeding. Um, but if that doesn't work, like if I want I'm, to feed the baby, I know I, this is the, this is the thing. Luca was not happy to hear that. He's like, no, I want to feed the baby. I don't know. Is this normal? Those of you women or men listening, you can tell me if like your significant others were like as involved with helping to feed because Luca is like he wants to do it all. <laughs> I really think it's it, it's from you know my, my little brother. Like you know, he, I was fifteen when he was born. Right. So I went through a lot of, you know, his feeding and changing diapers and stuff like that. So, and it's, you know, I remember everything. Obviously I was 15. I, and I, I enjoyed it. I, you know, yeah. I actually liked it. So I can't wait to take care of my, oh, our baby, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's definitely, yeah. Uh, for the first four weeks though, you know, we, yeah, we're still going to try to, you know, breastfeed you are going to try to breastfeed. I, I mean, said, we. <laughs> I said, right. we. You are right. going to try to breastfeed. You'll be I, there to support me. Definitely. So what we can do, though, maybe since you are going to take care of, you know, of, of our daughter, like, you know, it's mm-hmm. going to be like the... Attached uh, to me, <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. Uh, then I can focus on, you know, making food and, and cleaning the house. Right. Yeah. And this is actually a conversation that I had with some friends because someone suggested to do like frozen meals to prepare for like, you know, I like I'm not going to be able to make food, but um, <clears throat> this is the caveat. <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't make the food of the house anyways. <laughs> so another friend, actually, when I was talking to her about it, she's like, wait a minute. But Luca is the one who who makes food. He's the one who meal preps, which is true. And I'm always so grateful of, to Luca for. So, you know, they were like, you know, you don't really need frozen. The, the, the time when frozen meals and people coming and bringing you food, where that really comes into handy is when it's the mom that is the primary cook or like food preparation person. And that's not me. And the person that was telling me this, she was like, my husband is a lot like Luca. He does all of the cooking for the house. And when we had our babies, we had no problem with food in those first few weeks. Right. And, and I mainly meal prep too, you know. So it's not like, you know, I try to cook a few stable items in bulk. Mm-hmm. Right. So and then we always have quick snacks available. So, oh, yeah. yeah, we shouldn't have, like, you know... Yeah, it's, it's not like you're cooking all day long every day. No, that's exactly. Not it. It's just that you meal prep a few times a week, and that's our routine. Right. Like, we're... It, but, hey, our is routine is change? probably... Exactly. Our routine yeah. is probably going to be smashed to bits when the baby comes. It's going to really depend on the on the sleeping clock of the baby, right? Because yeah. if the baby is, you know, sleeping and you are sleeping, then if I'm awake enough, definitely, I, <laughs> yeah. I, I can cook. You know, I can take care of the house and do these kind of uh, things to kind of make life a little bit easier. And then the other thing, and this is kind of where like the coronavirus has come into play to kind of really throw our plans for a loop is that your family was going to come from Italy. 
for like your mom was gonna come for three months my mom was supposed to come for three months she was obviously she she is super excited because it's the first grand grandchild yeah. And uh, the first girl in the family for, you know, in, in actually 50 on my, years. In, yeah, on my dad's yeah. side in 50 years. Uh, so the first Freddy. Yeah, female. <laughs> yeah. And um, so obviously everyone is really excited. They wanted to come for the birth. Obviously, uh, that's, that can't happen now. That, that can happen. So for, for anyone wondering, I'm only allowed to have one person there and they cannot leave. Like Luca can't come and go. He can't like go home and come back or anything. Um, but I am also allowed a medical support person. And I, my Bradley instructor is also a doula. And so I haven't asked her yet, but the plan is we're going to ask her to be that medical support person to have someone else there. So that is the plan. So, and then they, they talked about, you know, maybe, maybe we can come in the fall. Yeah. We, we don't know. At this point, we generally don't know if you're able to gonna have help. And the same goes for your mom, by the way. Right. Well, honestly, guys, like when the whole coronavirus thing hit, we were like, okay, obviously in Italy was one of the most, you know, hardest hit countries. We were like, okay, obviously they're not going to be able to come. Then things kind of started easing up, you know, in like in June, beginning of June. And we started having a conversation with his parents of like, okay, maybe they can come in the fall. But now there's another huge, you know, spike in cases. And it's kind of back to where we were at in like March, April. And we don't know if they're going to be able to come this year at all. So and then same thing with my mom. So my mom is in Sacramento and she was always going to come, you know, for the birth as well. And like I said, she had seven babies. So I've always like planned on having my mom there. She's obviously very seasoned in all things babies. Um, but she has a collapsed lung. So she is very high risk for contracting coronavirus. And her husband is, you know, I mean, they're older, you know, like they're not in the best of health. They're not in their youth anymore. And not even to say that people who are in their youth are, are you know, in the clear. But um, so we've had the conversation with my mom of how to get her to, to Austin. And, you know, it's just looking like it's just going to be way too difficult and way too risky. Right. So yeah, Luca yeah. and I went from possibly having two moms yeah, for like one to three months that are both very experienced and love all things babies to being on our own, which is fine. Like we're so, we, we truly believe in our ability to take care of our baby you know, would have been nice to have some help, but I am a little scared of you know, of you know, it's gonna be a newborn. Or, you know, we are first parents, so yeah, I, I worry. You know, everyone knows. You know, I'm. I'm you oh know, yeah. <laughs> you know what I was thinking about? <laughs> I was thinking, am I actually gonna be able to sleep? Like thinking about my baby in the crib, possibly being, you know, oh, in peril. She'll be in the bassinet. In, in the bassinet, room. yeah. Yeah. This is another topic: sleep. The sleep conversation I have learned in my very short time of like preparing for motherhood, I've learned it's a very controversial topic. So we'll go into that in maybe another mini-sode. But um, yeah, I would say, in, in, and on that note, I think what I'm scared the most of is kind of the sleep aspect of it. Um, I don't know. I just feel like I could see myself wanting to wake up and always check on the baby to be sure she's still breathing. Exactly. Same. No, same. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, I don't oh. even know if I, I'm going to be able to fall asleep. Probably I will because we're going to be exhausted. But <laughs> right. Yeah. That's, yeah. So I think that's definitely what we're the most scared about. As far as what we'll thrive with, I think is just showing her all the infinite love in the world. And like, not that I'm not going to, but just 
Luca, I can't even like he already can like cry on command thinking I, I about that's true. No, that's <laughs> probably totally right true. now. Yeah, no, that's all true. I can. Yeah, thinking about yeah. Uh, you know you, me, and our daughter or together cuddling together. And Rigatoni. And rigatoni, don't forget yes. rigatoni. Always, <laughs> for sure, yeah, and rigatoni, yes. Which, by the way, that's another thing I can't wait to see when we bring our baby oh home for gosh. the first time and rigatoni's reaction. I know, but this is the thing, is that everyone always says, like, okay, bring a piece of clothing home from the hospital. We can't do that because you can't leave the hospital to bring something home and then go back to get me. You know, that's normally what they say to do in terms of exposing the dog to the baby's scent pre, you know, that introduction. So I don't know. We're going to need to figure out something for that. Yeah, because um, most likely we're going to, they're going to try to get, get us out of the hospital, oh, yeah. like in less than 24 hours, probably. Well, depending on what type of birth it is, whether it's vaginal or C-section, you know, like, I don't know, let's say 48 to 72 hours of, you know, staying in the hospital after, but because of coronavirus, yeah, exactly. are like, if you're good to go, we're getting you out of here ASAP. Yeah, which yeah. is like I guess it, I think could be both good and bad. I I don't know. We'll see, but um yeah. So we pretty much are gonna probably be home just as soon as possible, and we won't have that opportunity to bring that piece of baby clothing home. I mean, we could probably stay in. I could stay in the car while you bring the piece of clothing. I mean, in. but does it doesn't doesn't even make sense at the point? I don't it's, know. It, it, you know. Yeah, we, we should know. look into it. Let's look into it. Yeah. How to introduce a newborn to 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 the family dog? Everything is going to say to bring in a piece of clothing. And if we're in a situation where we can't do that in advance enough. How to introduce you know? your newborn baby to a family dog during a pandemic. <laughs> right. <laughs> if cool. only that <laughs> article existed. Um, so that's pretty much our plan as of now. But like we said, like we are such like kind of middle of the ground, like easygoing, go with the flow people, both. I would say both you and I are, you just have an extra element of worry yes, <laughs> layered on there, which is probably a good thing. <laughs> um, so, but that's what we're going to try to do, but we're also going to kind of play it by ear and we'll be very flexible with whatever ends up happening. So we would love to hear from you guys what your experiences were as a new parent with your routine, if you were to able to have any semblance of a routine and all that stuff. So uh, thanks for listening, guys. We hope you enjoyed it and we'll talk to you guys next time. Bye. Bye.